0: all right guys what's up organic podcast sickest in the south episode five i'm sitting here with g narrow yeah
1: yeah what's going on
0: my guy
1: chilling chilling getting started
0: hell yeah so uh this guy right here is a i'm assuming that you're from
1: here huh I'm from uh, Mississippi. I'm a okay. Mississippi native. That from, works. Uh, Greenwood, Mississippi
0: Delta. Oh, man, hell yeah. So you're from up there. My yeah. dad actually lives in Yazoo City. I don't know how close that is to uh, Greenwood, but... That's probably like
1: an hour, hour and a half, something like that. I got you.
0: Yeah, I guess Yazoo's probably like the, uh, the start of the Delta, I imagine. It's like yeah. not quite deep into it, but he's an older guy, obviously. I'm 26, and I'm pretty sure he was older when he had me, but... Uh, He's got like some kind of like thing going on where he like can't really get out much, but he gets out and goes and smokes and drinks and shit. at, yeah, Like the blues when they have like those weekend events and shit yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, out on weekends and lit. They they pop up everywhere in the Delta. He he said he'll take his
0: camper over there and he he's got this old like you know the the uh, like tin campers like the, they look metal almost. Yeah. He'll carry that out there and go stay and park in a parking lot out there when they have them. <laughs> He'll go out there and just smoke and shit and chill. Like that, I I can't imagine. It's like, you know, he's, like I said, he's got like a health thing. But in the same breath, they are like, well, we can't tell you that you should smoke. But you probably should smoke, yeah, you know? Yeah. They're like, it's not going to hurt you none at least. But uh,
1: Dim World, man. Dim World. Hell yeah. You, uh, you excited about that? I am. New album, 2019. I hadn't put out an album since uh, November 2017. Damn, so it's I been a while. Yeah, I've been just collaborating. Made a collaborative album in between time and the an yeah, EP. Yeah,
0: I, I think I saw, I think that's on Spotify too, isn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called The Abscopal Effect. And my EP was called The Other Side of the Moon. Them was just, you know, self-produced. It was kind of like, you know, a reflection of self and sure. all types of stuff, really, actually.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I've got the chance to listen to it a couple of times since uh you know, I was gonna check it out, but then especially since I knew I was gonna be sitting down with you, I was like, Well, go ahead and listen to it a few more times. You know, so much music and I listen to a lot of podcasts as it is, obviously. I decided to start making one, but right. <laughs> uh but I I thought it was so it's so unique. Like I mean Everybody, you know, is influenced by somebody and stuff like that. So it's like I can only judge people who make music that sounds like everything else so much. But this doesn't sound like a project that I would have expected commonly. You know, like, I mean, me not knowing you that well, I'm not saying that I had a pre-understanding uh right. understanding of you. But I'm just saying, usually when you listen to something, like, okay, well, you can kind of catch what, you know. But this right. was a, a definitely a unique sounding, I loved all the, I don't, I assumed that it was sample, guitar samples, like, a bunch of stuff, whatever you did with the production, or, did you say you produced that, or, yeah,
1: except for, like, two songs, and that was, like, five and six, they were back to back, yeah,
0: yeah, I, uh, I definitely, I dug that, like, and, you know, you, you did a lot of, you did a lot of dynamic things in the album, like, as opposed to it just seeming... Like, every song was the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. which, like I said, some people, that's their thing, you know, like, right. you're not, back in the day, you weren't listening to Flock of LA to look for a love song, you know, right, <laughs> like, right. so it's like you were you listening at the party, it, yeah. yeah, it's like, but I like that it was, you know, it was dynamic, and it's, you can listen to the whole album and it doesn't, by the sixth song, you're
1: not like, oh, this is just the same song that I've heard. Just repeat Right. A lot of artists, they'll either lyrically, they'll give you the same content or the producers that they use or the beats they find they will just kind of be the same feel right. and wave.
0: Which, that works yeah. for some people. It works. It works for a lot of people. But it's, uh, it's, but I can appreciate, I definitely can appreciate the fact that there was more dynamics to this than I would, usually hear from an artist i guess especially on a more local level like this right uh, if i mean out of curiosity i mean it is it's also interesting that you produce a lot of that yourself too you know because a lot of people would be like you know they get with a producer which also this is fine too but it's like get with a producer who you know specializes almost in a certain sound and then it's like, oh, man, I, I think you should get on this shit and we should do a project together. Which, like I said, that's dope, but it's awesome that you were able to kind of be the main curator of the sound that you had on that album. That is tight, too. I mean, uh, now, did
1: you did you sample those guitar things or the, um, the sounds and stuff like that? Some of them or... were samples from um, either songs or some of them were sure. samples from, like, YouTube videos I've seen right, people just right. playing the guitar and those type of people I reached out to and you know got yeah okay. some of the samples I really didn't get clear but well you know, I mean fuck it
0: yeah I mean if, <laughs> I I, mean, I kind of look at it this way which I mean I've never been big on when I used to play music back in the day like in bands and shit yeah and I mean that was that but now that it's like we've gotten into like you know doing the rap shit and building you know whatever we've been building with that Josh J Rad whenever you know he makes beats he's like well. He's very thought-oriented when it comes to stuff like that, and I, I'm i the kind of guy that's like, well, if we get big enough for them to give a shit, then it's like, yeah. you know, maybe we'll be able to work something out. Yeah. It's like, I imagine that most people, I mean, unless you have some, like, person that just despises rap music mm-hmm. and finds it to be the bane of the existence right. of the world.
1: And which it could be, like, the content you're putting out. Because sure. I remember, uh, not to just throw shade, but it was like a... A song a uh, little pump release and he didn't uh, get the sample cleared. And the people who made that song, they like, they yeah. they, they were mad man. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. It, you know? I think that happened with uh, Juice World too. Yeah, Juice World. Uh, I think it was Sting
0: or The Police, but it was the guy, the guy who sings "Message oh, in a Bottle." Yeah, yeah. It's like I know that that's who it was. That was the guy, but he was in the band. That the Police. Um, the guitar riff or
1: whatever. Yeah,
0: and they they sued him. I mean, wow. I you know, and it's like. I think that in Sting's comment on it wasn't necessarily like, well, we're not suing him because we don't like the guy or, you know, because we don't like the music. His thing was more or less like, I mean, I literally can get get our initial, you know, what they're filing suit for and our royalties from that afterwards. And he's like, like, because it's pretty much like he would have gotten writing credit because whatever he did, it was a complete... Like copy or rip off, I say mm-hmm. rip off, but they definitely took something from them specifically. Yeah. And uh, I think it was he was like, man, this this song is bigger than any of our songs on streaming. <laughs> you know, like yeah. since streaming network our streaming it's services out. came out, yeah. he's like, this is like, you know, and he he was also saying the way it works for these artists, like say especially Juice World, he's a lot of people listen to him, he's pretty popular to be on the, the I guess the new. Group of guys that are coming up right now. Like, he's like, that guy's gonna have a million more songs, probably. You know, not a million, you know, a shitload more songs. And he's, this song will eventually just kind of go into his catalog and he'll still make money. He's like, but. This money I'm making off of this song will be, you know, I could feed my kids for forever off this song. You're right. Off Which of a song, right, Right, so. and it's like, I don't necessarily think that Sting's hurting for money, but it, he did make a good point, though. It's like, I mean, this is just one song. I don't feel bad about getting my due credit for this and, right. you
1: know, whatever. Out, out of all the other songs that have been, you know, used, all his other songs, sure. have sampled.
0: Sure, exactly. So it's like, it's interesting how that stuff works, but kind of going back to what we were talking about, it's like if you get big enough to that point, it's like, I don't care. Like, what it's like is if you get big enough to somebody messages you or file suit against you of course i imagine nobody wants to deal with legal situations Mm. but in the same breath yeah yeah, it's like just you just hope you're not like designer and that's like your only song Mm. (laughs) you know it's Mm. like that's only like really big song you had not that designer didn't have more music but let's be honest panda was definitely his biggest hit (laughs) but uh yeah i i really like the album uh I do also want to say that I really appreciate and like the actual title track, "Dim World." That was good. I yeah. liked that. I mean, that was good, obviously. But it's like uh, you talked about some, you know, some pretty serious things about how, like, I mean, I guess the world is really. I mean, yeah. You know, the one thing I, you said, you had a line about uh, "black sheep on the white farm." Yeah. And I was like, man, like, cause. despite the fact that i'm white like that kind of shit resonates because i mean especially with the way that the world is now like i don't know like i feel like when we were younger like it was almost like people were like oh man you know this whole racism shit's kind of going going away like slowly but surely but i guess somehow with the recent politics and you know outrage culture and shit like that it's like you've got people over here you know getting mad about you know well, we should legalize pot and gays should be accepted which totally you know what yeah. I'm saying like yeah. absolutely but then you've got like the uh the vice versa part of that the combative people well, we want to bitch about this stuff and this stuff and it just kind of turns into ultimately I mean it it goes from you know repub- uh, rights to lifts or right. but it's still like for some reason there's the resurgence of
1: like racism
0: too mm. with that and it's like
1: that sucks. Yeah, I don't really know what it is. It just seems like we can't get away from division. You know, it's like, um, like you said, we would like, at one point you would think it was like fading away. And then, like, I don't know whether, I kind of think it has a lot to do with, like, uh, how people now like to troll each other. Right. On, you know, on the net and in real life, you know. Oh, definitely. People just want to have a comeback for it. Well, really everything, so it got to be two sides. To
0: I think, I think that, that that that's very true. I mean, and it's kind of like I used to say this about women, but then I got <laughs> married, so I had to quit stay, saying it about women. But it's like, t- like one of the best and worst things ever created was the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, man, this is awesome. Like I could literally sit here all day and come up with all the good ways that the internet really is a good thing right. whether it be for the sake of knowledge whether it be for the sake of community whether it be for you know just the sake of being able to uh, uh entrepreneurship you know or doing music or anything like that i mean all of that is great your network and everything is wonderful to be able to have that but it has also created like uh there's no consequences for anything and i'm not necessarily saying just like oh you talk shit to someone and they you don't get your ass beat i'm not just saying like those kind of consequences but are like you can post a picture uh you know smoking meth or something <laughs> like that and you won't go to jail yeah. like that's that's kind of extreme but mm-hmm. not far-fetched nah, it because far-fetched. it's the internet yeah. you know but it's like just those things happen <laughs> it be it becomes a state of mind it seems like kind yeah. of what to what you were saying it's like people like that has caused people to you know And I ended up getting rid of my Facebook. Uh, I want to say that this was during the previous elections, like the campaign runs Mm -hmm. and stuff. And the main reason was because, like, I, I mean, I got to where, like, I love to, I would post shit just to get a rise out of people. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would think to myself, I'd be like, uh, at times, I'd be like, this is kind of dumb. Like, why do I think that, and I'm not saying, like, stuff like, Racist shit, or like you know, really fuck the Muslims, or anything like that. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm just saying like crazy shit that I knew would get people pissed off. Uh-huh. And then you, I got to notice, and the actual main reason I finally was because I was starting to see how many people that I knew and I grew up with in a small town that really like you start to see people's like true colors, mm-hmm. and it's like what's what they're really thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's like ideally. Like, you think you will want to know what people, you know, you're like, I want to know what you're really thinking. You know, it's like when somebody says, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not, even, you know, say somebody says something like that, like, in, in a you get in an argument with someone, and they say, I'm not even going to say it. It's like, you're like, no, go ahead and say it. Well, now, with Facebook, is it's almost like, you know what, man? Just don't say it. It's like, now it's starting to, to I want to, I mean, Pandora's box is open, but yeah. it's like you almost <laughs> want people to just, like, go back to not talking about, expressing themselves mm-hmm. the way that they do because it's like it's caused so much you know, division and chaos in the world
1: mm-hmm. because
0: and it's like i could see how some people would be like well at least we know you know it's like at least you know where people stand you know it's like yeah. it's like damn that's and i hate to say it but it's like the racism is probably the most predominant one it's like i can understand mm-hmm. why some people you know like we grew, i grew up I mean, you grew up in Mississippi, too, but it's like we live in the Bible Belt. Some people are almost ashamed to be like, hey, man, I don't necessarily know if I don't believe in god you know it's like it's like people will look at them or i don't know what even for people to say i don't know
1: what Mm -hmm. i think about that. that's even kind of like an iffy
0: thing and it's like and people will look at people differently for that Mm -hmm. so what happens is people feel like they're obligated to double down on it you turn people into being like you know what i just don't believe in god and f god and it's like and they don't really feel that way but because of how people act and, I, I mean, I also think that that's another thing, like, with, you know, uh, like, with people, like, people who, you know, come out as gay or come out of the closet and stuff like that. It's like, you're like, oh, man, why he got to be so gay? Or, you know, like, why has he got to, you know, it's like, well, because everybody literally sits here and shits on people for being gay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, and I, not to jump into such a crazy stream of talks right into the, uh podcast but it's like that kind of <laughs> that kind of stuff you know it is it does cause division it's like it, it calls people to double down and it goes the other way around mm-hmm. it's like when you have people going so hard about like guns are the reason that people are, you know, guns, get rid of the guns, get rid of the... And it's like, you have people that are like, dude, I've never done anything violent with a gun in my life or even talked about it. And you're saying, which I don't think that people are going to come and take people's guns either. I mean... It's going to be kind of
1: hard. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't think that... I I don't necessarily think they should either. I don't think that that's the, the, the way that we should try to pursue things. I mean, I think that there's... I don't think there's an easy answer to that question or that uh, conversation either. I think that they, they should probably try to figure something out, but I don't think that you should just assume that because people have access to guns that that's why people are getting shot. Yeah. You know, it's like, And if that was something that we should have done, we should have done that probably about 100 years ago, or worried about that 100 years ago. Right. But that's not for me and you to have the answer to, I guess, at this point, anyway. Nobody's
1: going to have the an answer to most of these questions. Yeah, I
0: mean... Especially
1: there's... on the guns, the the racism, and the and the sexism.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, no shit. I think that there is a, uh... I mean, a lot of people... There's a, 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 a school of thought that it'll all... The internet will find a way to balance itself out mm. and find a way for people to be able to, uh... Almost like, uh... You know, because we have free speech. And that's the reason why so much of this is allowed online and, you know, people to say the foul shit that they say and promote Mm -hmm. the foul shit they promote. And now I think that obviously I don't think they should get rid of free speech. But I think that when it comes to stuff like that, I think they're just like everything else. They have they're going to have somebody somewhere is going to have to formulate a. Something in the middle. Like, Mm -hmm. people are just going to have to... Eventually, it's not going to be sustainable for us to just constantly shit on each other online forever. You know, like, that's not going to be something that... Because eventually, people are just going to start raising their kids to be like, hey, we're not going to have the internet.
1: Yeah. You know, like... That's the only way that you're going to get past it. Yeah,
0: it's like, we're not going to... And it sucks because it's like, like I was back to the beginning of the conversation, there are a lot of good things and beneficial things to society because of the internet.
1: Right like people can learn how to do an entire job right. The internet.
0: right exactly people get no training you know if you're a if you're a school kind of guy then you people get degrees and shit online um, like yeah. there's there are actual you know six-figure jobs uh, I you made it safely wherever. Yeah, sorry, sorry it's just my wife uh you know people get six-figure jobs you know online it's yeah. like all that kind of stuff, and it's like, like I said, the community. Like, there's people mm. who don't have a lot of friends, and which, you know, sometimes kind of is funny to pick on the guys who only have friends online. Yeah. I mean, jokingly, but in all seriousness, some they people, that's some that's their friends. Yeah. Like, their friend base is all over the world or all over the country. So, you know, the internet is definitely a crazy place, needless to say.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, with all that being said, uh, I digress. Uh, how long have you lived in the
1: Hattiesburg area? Uh, it's probably my fifth year. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, something like that. Did you come down here for family or school? I came down for school. I got you. Yeah. I uh. started doing music, started um, started up the label here, and I don't know, I like Hattiesburg. It's a yeah. waypoint between.
0: Everywhere. A lot of stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably why they call it Hub City. yeah, yeah, I uh, didn't even put that together until shortly before I moved here. Mm-hmm. my uh, my wife is from here, and uh, we met through mutual friends, and you know, we had very similar interests as far as music and shit like that. and uh, we talked a lot online. I started coming down here a lot, but I used to come here a good bit back, like I said, I used to play music and we used to come here a lot when I was younger, but I'm 26 now, and I haven't played in a band really since I was like 18, so it's been a long time since I came here frequently, Mm. but then I met my wife, and I would come down here every other weekend, then I started coming down here every weekend, and then she moved down there with me and then I ended up moving here and I digress again but once right before we moved here was when I put two and two together as to why they call it hub city (laughs) because it really is like all the highways kind of just come into each other so it uh it's a cool spot I like it more than Jackson
1: yeah
0: and I lived in Jackson for a little while when I was in early 20s and uh late teenage years and uh and I actually lived there too when I was younger but and I like Jackson too don't get me wrong I know I have a good bit of uh friends and shit people that I acquaintances too that I know up there but it's just a little a little too uh too much for me up there yeah and it can be dangerous there are some dangerous spots in Jackson that right. might have been a little more exhilarating when I was younger you know but <laughs> yeah the older you get you yeah you
1: want to kind of it's time for you to like hang that type of stuff up
0: yeah i can definitely get into this whole uh college town most people here are a lot wealthier than me it seems like too so and that they're not worried about me <laughs> you know that's what another thing that's, that's interesting about that is you know these people here it's just a great place mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not saying anything's wrong with it but I all like, these people have so much
1: more to worry about uh, than just what happens to be I like how I, I. it's weird but I kinda like how Hattiesburg is divided, it has all the richer people here and it has like the hood over here, and yeah. It has the college parts right here. Right. And it's like compared to like Jackson where it's kinda scattered. You got rich hood, you know, yeah. Rich yeah. Hood, you just don't and know.
0: And you can drive for five <laughs> minutes and be going through different different yeah, situations. Yeah. That's cool too, but sure. To each, I mean, to each his own. Yeah. The people in Jackson probably would have the same man. Fuck Hattiesburg. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. And so it's it's all good. I uh, there's a cool place up there called uh, Offbeat. I don't know if you've especially you, you probably have heard they they sell like a uh, like. I think it's... They're called, like, Urban Toys. Like, an urban toy store. I don't know if that's the word for But, like, it's just art shit, you know, and stuff like like little knickknacks and, like, uh, you know... You could find, like, a cowboy bebop figurine in there. Like, okay. that kind of stuff. Like, But they also sell records. They sell clothing. And they also host shows there. That's the main reason I brought it up. Hmm. But, uh... If you ever happen to, you know, be looking to get some shows or get some something lined up up there, I would definitely try to go through some people that would be doing stuff there. There's a couple offbeat. of them. Yeah, offbeat. I don't. I don't. Offbeat something. You know, it's called. everybody just calls it offbeat. I'm sure there's a second part to that, <laughs> but uh, it's a cool spot though. Either way, if you if you're even in Jackson and you're just happened to be in town. You should go by there one day. It's definitely a cool spot. A lot of cool yeah. people hang out there. The guy who runs the place is a cool dude too. So, I'll check that uh, out. but um, do you uh, do you are there any other rappers around here? Yeah. Like I mean, I know there's other rappers. Yeah, that's, I guess, yeah but, <laughs>
1: that's the thing. Like it's a lot of people who rap around here. It's a lot of people who you know can rap around sure. here. They're just you know, you know, putting in the effort to. Go and actually do it right you know? and it's not many studios around here uh, i have gathered that i have yeah. gathered that it's like
0: uh because i i have looked you know like online just trying to see like kind of want to know the landscape a little bit but it's like I, i'm not get i don't really feel comfortable just like messaging random people yeah. uh, you know what i'm saying like i do but i don't at the same time because a lot of people don't know like Your intent. They don't, it's like, who is this random dude that's Mm -hmm. just, I mean, and if I don't have time to explain myself to people or if anybody has any like notion about who I am, then it's like, they're just, I just look like some random white dude on that online. So it's like, and a lot of the guys that I do know that do music here that's more like
1: uh bands and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I know? know more bands and more like bluegrass song sure. singer songwriter type artists.
0: Which kinda right. makes sense. I mean, it seems like college towns a lot of times will have a lot that is more of the scene, I guess, yeah. here.
1: See that's the I think that may be the problem too, uh even like me trying to book shows around here. A lot of venues in Hattiesburg, even in New Orleans, they uh they would prefer not to do hip hop shows. I think really be... I, I think
0: that could be the
1: general consensus in, the, in most
0: places. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, you
1: might be right. You might just have to have to already have a name for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's like or really have a a good in with the people that you're getting to do something with. I mm-hmm. mean, because I've uh, in Macomb, which Macomb is different. I would feel like it would be easier here than it would be in Macomb, but. I tried getting us a... uh, And, you know, maybe I just talked to the wrong people, but Macomb's smaller than it is here. And the people that I reached out to about getting... uh, When we released our album in December, the 396 Hooligans project that me and Josh were doing... uh, I couldn't find nobody that would let us do it. Like, I just kind of give me the runaround, and I know that they, cause I was cool with these. A lot, I say cool. I was decently acquainted with these people that I would be. The three different people that I approached about it, right? And I know that they didn't want to just tell me no. Hey, man, you make rap music, and we really don't want that crowd here. And I mean, I don't necessarily think. I mean, I would like to assume that it's not like they're trying to be. I mean. We're two white guys for one thing, yeah. but like I'd like to assume that they're not trying to be like, oh. But I think that they just think maybe rowdy, you know, yeah, whatever think it may be. Just rowdy. It's like because, and in all honesty, like I can't, I'm not going to tell them, hey man, we're gonna make sure our crowd doesn't jump or well, you know show that's up. What we want them to you do know? In the <laughs> Exactly. First place. It's like what fun would it really? What would be the point in us doing this if yeah. they couldn't you know have a good time? Yeah. It's like, I can't promise you that my friends are, or that people aren't gonna come in smell like a skunk. I can't promise right. you that.
1: I think that's what they be, you know, banking on stuff like that, and you know, people might just, you know, have beef in there or something like that. that sure. That just comes with territory, I guess.
0: Yeah, and the one place that would let us do it was trying to charge us like a ass load of money. Yeah. Because it's like, and it was, it's a club, but like they... I mean, and cool people. I mean, I don't have a problem. The club owner's an all right guy, and the promoters, she's cool too. But, like, it's just like, dude, I'm not paying $350 to come perform for 15 minutes in your venue on a Thursday night. Like, I, it's cool and all, but it's like, if I'm going to go through all the trouble to... Do footwork to promote it and do all on this, and, yeah, and try to get other people to come and perform or something like that. I'm not paying you three hundred and fifty dollars out of my pocket beforehand to do that on a Thursday. Right. That's why it's like I'd rather have like a venue specifically down with us doing what we're doing on that night. Who understands
1: that right. both of y'all can make money, the right. venue and the artists right. and band.
0: Exactly, and it's like to me when it with stuff like that. Our mixed, we had a mixtape release a year or so before that uh before that album it was probably about two years before then and we had there was a place I called
1: i remember that mixtape i had that
0: yeah <laughs> cool cool yeah that was like uh that was the one where we literally it was all a bunch of remixes yeah and yep, uh yep. and we did a release show for that and it was a huge turnout we ended up you know making a bunch of money for the venue that we did it at which uh Coincidentally, he's not there anymore, obviously. So that's why we didn't get to do the show again there. But uh, we made a bunch of money for them and stuff like that. But we didn't want anything. Like, we were like, hey, just let us have the show here. Y'all can keep the money. Because to us, it's almost like, it's not like we do it all the time. So it's like, well, let's make a couple hundred bucks each. Whoop-de-doo, we did that. In reality, we just wanted to be able to get on stage, do the show, have a bunch of people we know, a bunch of people we don't know, come out and watch the performance. Right. And uh, and honestly, I would have been willing to do that again f- f- this situation, but that place was set up to have like people come and perform. Now it would be like, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, I'm going to need to make sure that everything, I don't necessarily have to make any money is what I'm saying. Now right. if I'm doing this and like,
1: Pam, you know, it's like,
0: yeah, it's like, if I'm paying money, I have to. I need to be like opening up for somebody good, you know, yeah. or something like that. Like, and I'm probably not even gonna really pay for that because yeah. that's not always worth it either.
1: It's
0: not. You know, because like
1: that person might not even see you perform. Like the people that you know.
0: Right, or that that person goes on at ten thirty or eleven thirty, mm-hmm. and they have got you performing at seven. Right. You know, you off
1: the stage by nine thirty. <laughs>
0: and to me, and that stuff that some people that fits into their budget plan you know like but not for me it's never even before i was married and had a kid i'm not i can't justify spending 250 for a 10 minute slot no nah, in a city you nah. know two hours away you know to open up for somebody who's literally making like eight to ten grand that and collecting a bag tonight mm-hmm. like it just doesn't make sense for me yeah but
1: I've done that one time. I uh, did this um, open mic thing in Atlanta. And yeah. They charged uh, about $100 to do it. And I was like, uh, shit, might as well. At least sure. we do something out of town. It's in Atlanta, fucking hip-hop town. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't really worth it as far as the money goes, but I guess if you're looking at it like it's a networking spot. Sure, like, sure. Because you get there and it's all artists who are willing to, like, you know, get with you. They're
0: all doing the same shit you are. A lot right. of them are doing the same shit you are too. Right. So
1: and I guess that's that's up but as far as like getting up there and performing and getting your money's back, nah. Yeah. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you're definitely not gonna make that nah.
1: that work, I guess.
0: Uh-uh. And it seems like, you know, one thing that was different playing a little off topic, but like with playing in bands and it could just be the time. Like times have changed since then. It's been almost a decade since I was doing music in the music scene or whatever but it's like with rap everything's so self-centered like you know I mean which I mean I guess we're rappers so commonly so I'm the yeah. best rapper you know that shit goes on but aside from just like the simple ego shit it's like everything everybody seems so not necessarily cutthroat and I understand everybody's got it everybody's got to make it wants to make it but it's like so many it's so hard to do things unless you're paying a shitload of money to do something Mm -hmm. you want to get on a playlist you got to pay a bunch of money to get on a playlist it's like if you want to go and like an hour in a studio to record music is you know which people got to make money in studios is a little different you know Mm -hmm. but it's like certain things it's like and then like people will be like you know I've booked like anytime I've ever gotten around to, like doing shows out of town and stuff like that. They, they'd be like, no, nah. like the headliner that, you know, has you know, only so big or whatever, but like, they'll, they'll take all the money. Like I've like, they, you won't get any gas money or nothing like that. And it's just like, but like I said, I mean, you know, and I feel like so many people are just looking out for themselves, where it was like with bands, it was like, hey, bro, we're going to get y'all to come to town, you know, we'll get y'all some gas money, and, you know, we'll play, we'll and,
1: other, yeah, boy. it's like, get you free drinks, right, it's yeah, like,
0: that kind of shit, but I also do think that it also comes with the fact that everybody, you know, is a rapper mm-hmm. now, you know, like, and it's like, with that I mean, everybody's a rapper as in like they have a couple of songs and they got some
1: more sound. Right, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And it's like uh you know, it's like whenever you see artists that really are trying to, you know, do like more, yeah, it's like to me that's key because it's like I'm not saying like I'm gonna go do a show in Omaha for free because you know I care about my craft you know I'm not saying like making don't don't fuck I'm yourself dead. you know like you but
1: so
0: hard. it's like are, I'm gonna go into debt for booking these guys to come do this gig man like you know like and I'm, I'm paying Yo Gotti to come perform too you know just for the for the city yeah. It's like dude, you're gonna be fucked if you do that you know yeah. I'm not saying that kind of stuff but it's hard to find people who aren't genuinely looking out for themselves when it comes to this particular industry. Which, like I said, it's just an interesting fact. I mean, because it's like, in reality, I feel like we all kind of have to become that way because everyone else is that way. Yeah. It's like, you know... It's tough. It's like uh, the the government spending so much money on the military. It's like, man, why the fuck do we need so much money for the military? Well, everybody else is doing it. So if you don't do it, it's like, how much like you kind of just sell it's almost like you eventually feel like you would be selling yourself short by giving all of your energy to these other people to help them out or to you know lend a hand when it's like most people aren't doing the same shit in return so it kind of turns you cold a little bit right and i don't just say that for personal experience i say that cuz i've just that's, seen it with true. people like yeah. it, it's like a lot of people or can be pretty pretty hesitant about you know helping other people out and or they just don't care they'd be like hey man what can you do for me Mm i i'm not worried about what i can do for you it's just what i which so what like i said it's like we all kind of are that way at times
1: and kind of you got to be that way to an extent yeah i I feel people in general getting that way (laughs) nowadays yeah no shit in and out the industry and
0: you know yeah definitely it's like um You also got to imagine, I'm, you know, think about anybody who, I'm just trying to think of just some, like, anybody who makes a little bit of a name for themselves. Like, there's this guy from uh, Jackson called Dear Silas. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's doing, he's doing all right now. He's kind of like a, I I would like to say he's probably more like a, a bigger regional artist at this point. Right. And he might would be insulted if you heard me say that. He might be a
1: national act. I don't know. I mean, he, can you... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I see him as a big regional Yeah, athlete, yeah like, but, he's um, definitely... I, I know he's making moves nationally.
0: Right. You know. It's like, he. I'm pretty sure he signed a, a deal. Like, I mean, right. he's, he's, doing, he's doing good for himself. Him and his team is doing good for him. Yeah. It's like, so, I can imagine, like, think about anybody who... All the people, like, he might have went to school with or, like, people that he's met over the years that might still kind of be, like, you know, on the lower local level that probably blow his shit up. Like, mm-hmm. I mean... Of course, that happens. I mean, think about him. What I'm saying is like him just now getting to where he is. And think about all the people that bo- probably bother him. Mm-hmm. Think it's about it. being like crit
1: or somebody. Yeah, it's easy <laughs> to get like survival's guilt out of it. Yeah, know, man. When you make it, you know, it's kind of complex because you think you got to... you you ain't being real by not giving back but as soon as you give back and shit hit the fan for you ain't nobody gonna be that or you know right hold it down
0: yeah (laughs) yeah it's like and I think about that like all the time like with artists like and like I said like it's like you've got him but then think about people like Crit like I bet Crits DMs and emails are like fucked full of people, like just being from like, Meridian like Proverbs. yeah, even just from your city, like yeah. not to mention the people that are from all over the world that mm-hmm. are like, hey man, just listen to ten seconds of my song, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and I don't know, like, and a lot of the uh, people that I hear are, you know, like, uh, you know, you have uh, influencers and you know people, interviewers and artists of all kinds of different things. Like you'd be surprised how many people. Literally constantly try to contact you or contact me. Hang on just a second. Let me text my wife because she just asked me if I made it here, okay. I'm sorry. And I will cut this out, by the way.
1: <laughs>
0: I made it and it's going well. that I forget to text when I go places because, uh... That's how it be. Yeah. She loves me nonetheless. Uh... But it's like, you know, they talk about, like, the simple, hey, will you please give my music or, you know, my artwork or this or that to this person or this person or this person, you know, and it's like, it's overbearing. It's like, you know how, like, a lot of us have to do so much work in general, just to be able to do what you, th- yeah. the little bit that you think we
1: do, and that's just for yourself, right? And not it's like not to mention if you, you know, you helping other people along the way too, right? It's, and to me, that's you know that's nuts,
0: like because you know, it's, it gives a different perspective. Like it's one of those kind of things. Like it makes you be a little bit more understanding. Which I mean, I don't think I've spammed my music to anybody's DMs like that in like. It's like I was first making rap music, yeah, you know, yeah, but in so, the same breath it's like just because I think part of it, part of me, part of the reason why I stopped wasn't because I know that everybody else is doing this, but it was part of my like ego almost. It's like I'm I'm I don't need to be this guy. I don't have to be this guy. Yeah. You know, and it's like in reality I guess like that was the right mentality to have, but maybe the wrong way. Like yeah, yeah. I'm like oh I can do this shit without, you know, pestering people, but then later on it's like Damn, that's probably that probably is really fucking annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's like now that you think about it, it's like and you hear people talk about it, it's like, dude, there's like I'm I'm trying to get me on, I'm trying to keep me on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's what do you want me to do for you? Like, right. like these people don't give a fuck about me as it is. You know, yeah. like bigger artists, like I'm having to work tooth and nail, be on the road all day, every day, all year, and you know push my shit just to you know. And these are like. Big artist, you know, and it's like it's crazy when you hear shit like that because it's like these people are human too, you know, like, and you hear about Kendrick spamming people's comments comments and shit on facebook like before he blew up like with his music videos and stuff i'm sure that he probably had a team but maybe not you know it's like you'll see like where they do like old j cole tweets and shit like that and it's like damn j cole talking like asking people to like first 500 people to listen about something something you know this song gets a shout out and shit like that and it's like wow that's Mm -hmm. crazy because it's like that's the same kind of shit that like I mean, the little the little things you try to learn, like, oh, I wonder what I could do to get people to shout out my shit. Or I wonder what I could do to get people to go and listen and stuff like that. And it's like getting past that phase of like it, the numbers don't really fucking matter unless the numbers are people that are, you know, investing, not just financially, but that's investing fine. their time mm-hmm. rather than just, hey, click. Hey, can you guys just go click my shit so i have more numbers? Views, yeah. Right. And I think that that's all part of maturing and doing this shit you know it was like i don't think because i mean i i'm a product of all of that yeah i mean i've done all of that shit before so it's not like I, you know and i used to always think well you know i wonder if you know you know once they got to the thing where you could just like when i I remember i thought it was the craziest thing in the world when i found out you could buy like plays for music and videos Mm -hmm. and shit I was like, "What?" I was like, "You can pay money <laughs> to get." <laughs> and it's like, in my head at first, I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This is this is the way you gotta go." Yeah. But then it's like, when you get... which I never did that because I never had a card or money or anything, or, you know. But I always thought to myself, or in time later on, I was like. Oh, I know what this shit is. This is just, like, bots that people... You know, and, like, now, that's, like, second nature. Well, yeah, you can buy the plays and stuff, and it it looks good to people who don't know shit about shit. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, as far as, like, if you trying... You trying to go to, like, the next level, or you trying to, you know... Show somebody of stature, you know, hey, look, they can know they can tell the difference mm-hmm. because within 10 minutes they can go to every single site that you have, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, all your different outlets that you have. And if the numbers don't correlate, you know, somewhat evenly, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense, you know, it's like at that point, stuff. it's like. And now the days you have stuff like the playlist
1: algorithms and shit like right. that,
0: which is a little different because you That's can get a on a
1: playlist a little more help, help like it's more help to the artist, right? And it's not like cheating at the same time,
0: right? It's a little more genuine, I guess, right. because you know. I mean, I'm sure that there's playlists that are on some fuckery as well, right. but I mean, there at least with those a lot of the playlists, it's like if somebody has an established playlist with actual listeners. Just an example, the Rap Caviar one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the top of the pops when it comes to that, but when it comes to, as far as rap play, the hip-hop playlist goes, but those are actual people listening to them. I mean, I'm pretty pretty sure. I mean, because most of the songs that you find on that playlist particularly are pretty popular you songs
1: like radio all songs. around, <laughs> yeah.
0: But, so it's like, if you have your shit on SoundCloud... And you've got a hundred thousand plays on one song on SoundCloud, but you happen to have like two point five million on Spotify. It might make sense if the only place you promoted that song, and you're not an artist that's already well known. Mm-hmm. It might make sense for you to have a lot less plays, but you would still have a lot because there's a lot of people that are going to be like, "Oh shit! Well, I don't have Spotify Premium, so I'm going to go listen mm-hmm. to this song as many times as I want, you know as many times as I want on SoundCloud yeah, or some shit like true. that." but that's technicalities and shit like that but i I digress once more it's just interesting the way that music works and how artists will go uh younger artists or artists on a lower level will go above and beyond To try to look above and beyond right (laughs) exactly and i i think that i've learned in myself that you know there's there are more organic ways for you to get... And it's like, honestly, it feels better to have two people be like, Dude, I checked out your music, and it's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And they follow you on Instagram or something, and they maybe comment on your shit every now and You might never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. But at least you know that that, was, that feels better than you going and paying for... 2,000, you know, paying a ninety nine for 3,000, you know, yeah. fucking plays on
1: your song or some shit like that. Man, that don't even, that would not even sit well, like, I don't <laughs> know, after a while you'd be like, these ain't real
0: plays, Yeah, man. it's like, no wonder my, uh, you know, then your next song, you'd put out a single and it doesn't do fuck all, yeah. it might do really well, yeah, but it, keep paying. Yeah, exactly, it's almost like, I always refer to shit like that as like the, uh, Chinese handcuffs. Yep. It's like the further you push your finger in, like the more stuck you get. It's like, how do you eventually... Co- because obviously if you're doing it, you, it would destroy the point for you to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you tell everybody, like, oh, well, I don't give a shit. You know, like... So as, as time progresses, like you just kind of learn, you know what? If I get 50 plays on this song, I got 50 fucking plays. At least I know that was 50 motherfuckers that went and checked out my fi- my song 50 yeah. times. You know, it's like, I mean, unless you go on there and play yeah, it 50 <laughs> Yeah. Mind, I definitely know that I've given myself a handful of plays just because I don't have it on my phone or yeah. some shit like that. I'll be like, man, I'm we'll going to we'll go check Club. this out. Yeah.
1: But, uh, but yeah, that shit happens.
0: I, uh, dude, you, uh, keep up with any of this, uh, Jay Z shit that's
1: happened? I don't. Dude. I try not to fuck with the news on on the negative talk. I, I fuck with news when it's funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. well, okay. This one's even better. Uh, because the Jay-Z thing, re- there, it really is just a circle conversation that everyone is just arguing about that we don't know shit about anyway. Yeah. So it really holds no value, to be honest. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Have you had one yet? Mm-mm. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Have you seen the, the chaos or heard anyone talking? Hey,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> Dude, I was on Twitter, I guess this was probably three days ago, four days ago. It wasn't that long ago when all this shit blew up, but... And the number one trending thing on there was Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. And I thought it was, you know, I don't know if you have Twitter, but it's like they yeah. kind of have, like, sponsored, like, things in the all and everything was, now. Well, but no, yeah. it's like one of the trending... I thought it was a sponsored thing, but it was just a trending thing. And it was the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. I'm like, why the fuck is this a the number one sandwich. thing trending? Yeah. And then when I looked at it, I was like, holy shit. I was like, there's people really losing their minds about this. And, uh... You know, people always bitching and complaining about Chick-fil-A for one reason or another, though Chick-fil-A is extremely successful. Right. This chicken sandwich from Popeye's is apparently changing the face of the planet. <laughs> I haven't had one yet. I want to go get one, but in the same breath, it's like, part of me doesn't. Yeah. Well, man, fuck that. Fuck like i mainstream gonna... Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to go get this shit just because... But in the same breath, it's like, if I fu- Next time I go buy a Popeye's and the line isn't back to the fucking road, which right. it always is... But today, uh, this morning, the reason why I was, ended up being late, me and my wife went uh, thrift, thrift store shopping. And uh, over there by the Goodwill, there's a Popeye's on whatever side of town that is yeah. over there. And, uh, man, the Popeye, the Popeye's line went through the parking lot out into the road. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, it's the middle of the, it's like morning time mm-hmm. on a Saturday. That's when
1: they first opened pretty much.
0: <laughs> and there's like videos of people like fighting and shit and, bur- and Popeyes. Is- and it's like these could literally be completely unrelated. These could be old videos. But that's true. you know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's you how the internet it. is. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> they'll find anything and be like, it'd be in a fucking you know, In-N-Out burger somewhere. Not even in Pop. They'll be like, look at them fighting over Popeyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it is pretty crazy. There are people definitely losing their minds about this chicken sandwich. And, like, I'm at work the other day, and everybody, I walk in, and they're all having a conversation about the chicken sandwich. And, you know, part of me wants to be like, Popeye sucks. Just because Popeye's my favorite chicken place. But I'm going to be like, Popeye sucks. But in reality, great marketing. I yeah. don't know how it happened. I, I don't know if this was
1: organic or if this was. It was completely. It was. It wasn't even. It was like word of mouth because. That's what how I've, I've it's seen. Like when they first started doing the commercials, it was just like, I think it was like they did a couple ads on Instagram. I know for sure. So that's Instagram and Facebook. I know they had another commercial on TV. Sure. But after the
0: the, that, the basic stuff, like yeah. the common stuff that a place would do, you
1: know. Right, but after that, like. It was just all people like memeing about it. And yeah, so, you know, it and was people all
0: just people. talking about it. Like yeah. it's just, and that's crazy. I mean, good for Popeyes, I guess.
1: I mean, and you they know, tapped them, They tapped gold or something. Tapped
0: hell yeah, gold. that's that's wild. I mean, kudos to them. I mean, but yeah. it seems like that's another thing about, uh, kind of one of the neutral grounds, I guess, about the internet. It's like when stuff like this happens, it's like, hey. I don't have a a problem with this kind of stuff. It's like it makes things interesting, I guess. Right. Because it's, I mean, it's almost peace of mind that something would be this popular to talk about that's not negative. You know what I'm saying? It's like, or not something for people to, I mean, people, I'm sure someone's like, man, fuck Popeye's chicken sandwich. You know, I'm sure there's somebody, but it's like, "Ah, it's not that serious. You know, it's it's like, exactly. And it's like. It's genuinely just a thing. It makes the internet interesting and an okay place to be. Whenever it's stuff like this that happens to be trending, mm-hmm. you know, or like,
1: like you said, it's nothing bad. Like, yeah, normally when stuff trending like that is something that just hit the fan. uh,
0: Yeah, like a a shooting or something crazy that, you know, or some bullshit that Trump said or some shit that somebody got blown up overseas, not to make light of that, but I'm just saying, like, that's usually the kind of shit that are something, a a cop or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, or a woman getting cussed out by a guy, (laughs) you know, like... Yeah,
1: but this like a consumer product, like the last thing I remember happening like this was like the fidget spinner and it wasn't, that, <laughs> it wasn't that that serious you know
0: yeah man that's crazy the fidget spinner thing was wild yeah I think before it was a fidget spinner that was those fucking hoverboards yep, <laughs> yep. those hoverboards they
1: were like blowing up on
0: people yeah that was crazy because uh, it was the... it was mega trending for you know a month or a month or two or I don't really know how long the build up was but you know everywhere you looked online it was and in the fucking malls and stuff every store yeah (laughs) it's like we got our own overboards, and it wasn't Christmas wasn't even over yet and them shits were blowing up on people and it was trending again Mm.
1: I hope Popeye's chicken sandwich don't blow up (laughs) on people
0: (laughs) yeah I mean (laughs) it would be pretty funny as long as it doesn't hurt people
1: (laughs) That would
0: be fucked up. Yeah, that would be pretty wild. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Or come to find out, like, you know, here we, you know, a month and a half after it boils down, come to find out all oh, that chicken was, like, you know, fucked up somehow. Like, there's, like, come from a, all these chickens came from a certain group of plants that had, like, nuclear waste in them or something like that. It wasn't even chicken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The, uh, the face thing, too, that happened not to the app, but the people turning themselves old. Oh yeah, that, that was shit was a popping big trend. The, for a week, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that was a that was a thing, uh, and then I guess Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, nineteen weeks at number one.
1: But I guess what makes this Popeye different is because like this is something you actually have to wait in line and stand for, you know? What yeah. What I'm
0: well, it's, it doesn't really, I mean, it's a sandwich. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is blowing me too. Like it's something you can make at the house.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fried chicken sandwich. And I think, you know, another thing about it is, you know, I'm sure that it's good, yeah. but in the same breath is like, how much better, how good is it? It's not as good as the hype. But the fact that everyone's talking about it almost is like, ah, oh, well, you it's know. It's the best thing in the world. Exactly. And it's like, it kind of makes you want to tell people, it's definitely not worth the argument, but it makes you want to be like, bro, you know that chicken sandwich is not that good. Like, it's yeah, art, it's good, I'm sure. Time. But it's like, it's like, people are like, this is the best fucking chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. You know, like that kind of stuff. And it's like, do you remember like the chicken sandwiches you had like two or three years ago? Right.
1: You don't remember the last one you had before this Popeye's Chicken Sandwich, unless you were Chick-fil-A eating motherfucker. Yeah, or like bed. some
0: chicken sandwich fanatic, which I'm <laughs> sure they exist, but it's like, I don't know, I feel like most people eat chicken sandwiches, if they're like really into chicken sandwiches, mm-hmm. they probably a lot of times get like grilled chicken sandwiches.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck uh, it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I doubt Popeye's has the best chicken I'm guarantee it's a restaurant around here with a nice-ass chicken sandwich.
0: Right, yeah. It's like, but those are $9.99 as
1: opposed to like $3.99. How much is the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I don't know.
0: I think, I want to say that one of the girls I work with said that it was uh, like $4 or something. And see, in my head, I think to myself, well, that's not really that bad for just a sandwich from Popeye's because... Popeye's is pricier, but chicken in general, fried chicken, if you go to a place like that, is if you're not going to the gas station or something like that, it's usually it cost a little bit of money. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to end up getting one before the, uh... This... I've tried. I, I yeah. can't get in there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm not, a, buddy, a buddy of mine went there and he sat in line and he said, fuck this, and he went home and he ordered it on the waiter app. And that he was like, sense. I'm just going to sit at the house and pay an extra couple of bucks, rather than sit in this line for an hour, to get huh. one of these chicken sandwiches.
1: That's Which, an even better idea. It might it might still take them a long-ass time. Well,
0: but... he said, but it, I'm not waiting on yeah. it. He's like, I order it, and it should show up when it shows up. He's like, because at least... I'm not sitting here in line waiting for it. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the waiter guys got to go wait for it. I mean, you'd be a, a real one if you tip him a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit more than you usually would. But that's smart. Shit, man. Before <laughs> we get out of here, I wanna, uh, I want you to uh, kind of tell me uh, if you could pick three songs off of Dim World for these people. Obviously, go listen to the whole record. But if there was three songs particularly that you wanted them to go checking out, I don't like the. Uh, the the jumping one what's the one phone you've had? Jumping. phone jumping yeah. you've had that one out for a while yeah that one I, I like that one I like oh, that, one. that
1: one back in February
0: yeah that, that one I like that I like that one when I first heard it mm-hmm. but I thought it was cool that it was on the album too because it kind of fits a little bit with other mm-hmm. songs more of an upbeat song on the uh, record but uh three songs if you could say like I mean, I know that they're they're your babies, so I know you like them all, and you're you know. But if you had to pick three that you would want to suggest for people to go check out, which ones would it be?
1: Uh, I'd probably say check out first the last song on the album. That would be Crossroads. All right. Um, another one to check out would probably be. Um. I guess can't fake your feelings.
0: That was the one I was listening to right before I got here.
1: Yeah, that one is a little. It's it's more different. That's why I say, uh, sure. listening to it is like sonically a little bit different. Like the sounds fit in different pockets than they normally should sure. or would. Um, I don't know. The third one. <laughs> third one would probably be. It'd be between phone jumping and the song, the shortest song on the album, Never Last. Never Last? Never Last is just like a full auto-tune track. It was just like, but it's kind of like uplifting. Sure. It's only a minute and some something, something.
0: Yeah, 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 nothing.
1: yeah. It's just all about moving forward. Hell yeah. I,
0: uh, another one that I liked on there was Certified. certified is kind of tight the certified i I don't know like i I like them all but those ones that i particularly resonated with me a little bit more like just i went back to and you know listened to a couple of times and uh but yeah that's cool so uh you said phone jumping crossroads the like that was the crossroads was the last one crossroads Can't fake your feelings. Can't fake your feelings. And I get phone don't Phone dropping. I got you. Hell yeah, man. Uh, oh. This is just me out of curiosity. What were we, what was your thought process when you were doing "Can't Fake Your Feelings"? Or like, what what was like? What, if you could kind of explain where you were coming from, like on that one, because it. I mean, you're saying some shit on all of them, but you're saying some shit on that one too.
1: Like, yeah, that one was more like um, you know, everybody goes through something you know, with themselves and with just life. So it's kind of like more of a, the, probably the most reflective uh, record on right. there. So it's like, imagine sitting in the mirror and you, you know, like I started off blood on my shirt, I've been fighting myself. Right. You know, it's just reflecting on stuff like that. But uh, at the same time on the course, it's like um, I'm telling people that I know shit ain't all good, but it's okay. Yeah. Shit ain't all good. Like shit don't supposed to be all good. It ain't always
0: gonna be all good, anyway. Right?
1: Because people get so hung up on, you know, they want their life to be a fucking perfect, twenty-four-seven. Right. Ain't, it and ain't things possible. go right their way and exactly how it's supposed to be are yeah. supposed to be. You just gotta be happy with the whatever you got, really. And that sometimes it just ain't all good. Uh, I started off making the beat first. Uh, right. Um, I started off with the vocal samples. That was like one vocal sample that I just switched up. I made three different ones one of them like a lower tone one yeah. of them was a higher tone and one of them was a mid-tone and yeah i found uh, my old classical piano and just made some chops out of it and dude hell yeah just put like a drum loop on top of it that one i did was like the easiest drum part because i just did a drum loop instead of making my own sure. drums on that one but um It kind of gave me a little bit more time to focus on lyrics and the content that I wanted to put on top of it.
0: Right, man. That's crazy. That's It's. It's. I mean, I know I said this already, but it's exciting just kind of hearing you break down like the different ways, like just the different ways that you, like, kind of created it. Because it's like some people, everybody has their different ways, especially producers. Like, have their different ways of, uh, like, making things. Like Mm -hmm. some guys, you know, it's like you. I mean, I played guitar before. I got into rap, you know. I played guitar and drums and shit like that. And it's like I think to much, which I've never really been much of a producer as because I never really learned any programs. I don't really know a lot about. I don't really know a bunch about anything. I know a lot about a bunch of different things, yeah, that, or yeah. I know a little about a bunch like of a bunch different of things.
1: Stuff, yeah.
0: it's like master of none, I guess, kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, and it's like always interesting because it's like some people will be strictly fr- like Fruity Loops or you know, and some people be great at strictly fruity loops Mm -hmm. some people be like oh i make all of my stuff through pro tools you know it's like or i record my own guitar samples or i I play out things on an actual uh piano or you know i have a a drum pad that i make my all of my shit on or Mm -hmm. i use a little bit of this or a little bit of that and it's always interesting to hear to hear how things come out and they sound good and it's like you can have five different people that make five different products that all sound great and they make them five different ways, and, you know, that's probably on a much larger scale. Thousands of different ways, thousands of different people, but it is always interesting. And it's also, kudos, I find it very admirable when people can create the sound and, you know, make the, the rap on it or sing on it or, you know, scream on it, whatever it may yeah. be. Like, that's a, that's cool, too, because it, and plus, I mean, it's almost like at least you know... You know, at least you know what your shit, what you want your shit to yeah, sound like. You
1: intend, yeah, that's what, that was my biggest thing. I, I mean, because I've only been producing beats for about two, maybe three years now. i yeah. uh, been rapping for forever. I'm used to just somebody sending me a beat or I go find a beat sure. and I jot down on that.
0: And that's kind of how I am. Like, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I've, I've done, I've worked, I've recorded on a lot of different kinds of beats and shit like that over the years but as far as like working with a producer j-rad's pretty much the only producer that i've ever like oh man you know like i've rapped on other people's beats that they produce like Mm -hmm. that i've known but nowhere near on the face to face yeah like j-rad's the only person i've been in the studio with him making him making beats or us shooting the shit about a beat that he's making Mm -hmm. and that shit is
1: the most genuine shit ever somebody an artist will ever experience in the industry oh yeah just sitting down and collaborating a collaborative effort effort
0: it's completely authentic too and i mean don't get me wrong like i mean i totally am have i am not above rap pulling some shit off of youtube and rapping over it you know it's like i might not put it on my shit that i'm selling or anything like that but i've definitely like when you're just trying to get some shit Mm -hmm. off or like record some music and put it out because when I first started rapping, all I did was rap over other people's Same. beats. I remixed shit, and maybe occasionally I'd find a beat that, oh, this is just on whatever. When I first started rapping, I was 16. so And that was when I started recording my first mixtape. And I was playing music at the time, so I had access to a studio, like a home studio, where we recorded a lot of like pre-production shit and stuff mm-hmm. for like metal bands and stuff and that was where I lived with this guy that I was in a band with so one day we'd work on some one of our metal bands shit one a day we'd be recording rap music and it was like you know I didn't cuss or nothing like that it was yeah, all like oh, was whatever it was like uh you know so I'm like man I'm straight i'm ripping every fucking lil wayne song i can find you know (laughs) like i'm about to just rap on all kinds of shit like and to me that was especially back then that was fun i mean even now you can do that but it's like kind of going back to what i was saying earlier about doing more like doing more it's like you it's more admirable people are more gravitated especially artists like when you have like people who are not artists They'll be like, oh, man, this is awesome. You rapped over this beat. But it's like when you look at it from the standpoint of I want you to like this song that I created or that you got first here mm-hmm. for me, whether it be the, not necessarily creating the instrumental, but it's like if I I rapped over uh, Harden the Paint and Fireman and shit like that. It's like, oh, man, he, he bodied that remix of, yeah. you know, Fireman. It's like, but you still bodied the remix of Fireman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like
1: what, it wasn't Fireman
0: as a as an artist eventually you got to get to the point where you're like you know what I really don't want that to be all I do
1: right. you know i was yeah. like I don't
0: want it to just be me constantly doing remixes because yeah.
1: you kind of become like a shadow at that point right
0: it's like well why don't you why don't you make something like who like be that guy that makes the you know i mean pick any song you know that's really popular i guess or that makes that hit that just fucking like okay uh you you know who the joker is huh mm-hmm. uh like the fucking song that everybody knew and had on their phones the ringtone my name is joker habitual oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you do it for fun part something part
1: probably two or three or it four. was
0: one of the first ones yeah, i remember yeah. ever hearing and uh that like and that's that people in seattle probably don't know that song but like think about like if you were that guy that I don't even remember the last song I heard by Joker. I'm sure he still raps. I know he yeah. did a bid. Yeah, he's, he's gone about for to a drop
1: while. something soon.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It'd be cool if he like got big yeah, again and like blew up. Blew up. Yeah. I'd be like, "Damn, you deserve it, bro." I'd be like, he really "He's been around for a long time." I think the last song I heard with him on it was I think it was his song and it was him, K Camp and Riff Raff. And it, yeah. was, it was like, fuck how it turned out. Fuck how it yeah, turned out. I I, this was like years ago, but I think that was the last song I, I ever remember hearing about from him. But I digress once again. I'm about to get out of here, man. Uh, tell the people where your Instagram is and uh, where they can hear your music.
1: Now you can follow me on IG at G underscore N-E-R-R-O, that's underscore Narrow. Uh, same on Twitter, same on Facebook. Uh, if you want to listen to my music on Spotify, just type in G, that's with a hyphen, N-E-R-R-O, that's G Nero. Uh, find me on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Amazon, whatever. Uh, if you're in the Hattiesburg area in Mississippi, I also got some fire merch. There's also some merch on Amazon. Type in Swag Swaggy or type in Dim World. Uh, and we got hard copy CDs, whatever you need studio time booking for anybody
0: yeah got it all, all. got it all young entrepreneur out here <laughs> hell yeah man well uh i appreciate you coming sit down with me man this was uh this was
1: dope hell yeah, appreciate uh, you
0: having. and uh maybe next time whenever you uh got something going on and let it be known you're welcome to come get on the podcast anytime you want but I understand that if you want to wait till you got something com- coming out, you're always welcome back, and you're always down. Next time, hopefully though, we'll be in a spot with a little bit of AC, uh, and cool. uh, you know, uh, or maybe we'll be sitting in the car in the freezing fucking cold <laughs> as opposed to the heat.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, till next time. Uh, organic poison, Sickest in the south. Shano, Gnero. Yeah. Take it easy. Peace. I'm so glad that I have apps where I can cut all this extra shit out.